Welcome to Buck 92's Mid-Michigan Matters program, where we talk about everything that matters here in Mid-Michigan, from nonprofits to local happenings to the local sports scene. It's time for Mid-Michigan Matters with your host, Chris Spockman. Chris Bachman here with you on another episode of Mid-Michigan Matters where we talk about what matters in Mid-Michigan. And I don't want to say full circle because hopefully I'm doing this show for much longer, but it all started talking with the Child Advocacy Center, the Isabella County, and then we had the bird auction going on. And somebody who wasn't featured on that show had just taken a job as the director of the Child Advocacy Center is Brianna Richardson. Brianna, you're joining me now. Thanks so much. Thank you for having me. Excited yep. to be here. Yep. And for somebody who doesn't know who you are exactly and what brought you to this job, just kind of tell everybody a little bit about your past. Well, I am also from Shepherd. Yes, actually. So grew up in Isabel County all my life. I've been had a huge heart for my youth kids and Claire where the church that I go to came from Mercantile Bank and was offered this amazing opportunity by Luke Sawyer in the board. They knew and saw my heart and passion for kids, and here I am. Yep, and Luke might show up at some point of this interview. Yes. We'll just throw him on if he does and like we said, if he's doesn't he's probably out doing something very important so we'll let him continue to serve the shepherd uh, community and for somebody who doesn't know exactly what the child advocacy center is brandon just kind of give a big broad stroke of what everything is that you guys do uh the big main thing we do is help serve and protect the children who are victims of child uh, physical and sexual abuse to give you the rundown of what happens we the children are brought here to our center where it's brought in from either reports from Child Protective Services, law enforcement. Those are what we call referrals that come here. And then from there, the child is brought here and goes through what we call our forensic interview process with John Lambright, our interviewer. And our family advocate, Nicole, is a part of that process as well, where she prepares the family and the child for what is to happen before they come here, gets everything all set up. I call her the mama bear of the whole system. She makes sure everything's all set up before coming here. And then during the interview, she is back with the family and the other children, if there are, helping them process everything. She's meeting them where they are at because of going through a hard time, as you know, with what can go on. She's with them. And then from after that, there's the follow-up that she does. And with that interview, that is recorded and that goes with the law enforcement and that is then taken to prosecution to possibly have that perpetrator, what we call uh, uh, processed or whatever. Yep, yep, whatever happens. And it's very important to have the forensic interviewer instead of, you know, a police officer or something like that because you need need the child to feel comfortable. You need to be in the right situation. Does that make sense if I say it that way? Yes, exactly. And he, all forensic interviewers, not just John, they go in with that neutral mindset. They're just there to get the facts, the information, like officers, but they're in a different mindset and they have that training and knowledge of knowing what they need to get and go in totally, again, as I keep saying, a neutral zone or position. I like you say neutral because sometimes kids do say things. I mean, and that's where prevention comes into play. And that's another big part of what you guys do, isn't it? Yes. Brad, our amazing prevention educator, goes all around to the local schools. It's amazing hearing all the joy, Mr. Brad, Mr. Brad. And he teaches them about body safety and teaches them the awareness of what is appropriate and what isn't and makes it not as much of a taboo. And it's amazing how um, actually with one of them, Nicole was talking to the child. And she goes, yeah, I knew this was wrong because of the what Mr. Brad taught us. And that led to the open conversation of getting what was going on helped and prevented. Yeah. And so you talked about the forensic interviewer. You got to have special person, special training. Now, when it comes to Mr. Brad, I'll call him and maybe we'd be cooler if we went by Mrs. Brianna and Mr. Chris. Maybe that's, <laughs> right, something, maybe exactly. that's something we need to try. But not even 
even just training, talk, talk a little bit about the, I don't know if you can say the personality he has, but he's somebody that I don't think there's a lot of other people that can do what he does. No, he gets right down on the floor with them and is right there with them at their level, knows how to relate to them, which is what those kids need. And he has that energy and that charisma that the kids just eat up and they are sponges with how he teaches and they understand and comprehend and listen to what he teaches and the teachers respect him too and it's just amazing he's truly a kid at heart maybe yes. and maybe oh that's how it all you works his, yeah yeah <laughs> and what, what, what should I, were you gonna say i should see his <laughs> he, office yeah it's her his space because he loves Lilo and stitch so he has tons of, tit, of stitch <laughs> and stuff and everything so he has all of those all over his desk and, right. he'll, he'll, and it's a privilege for him to take those stuffed animals to the classes with the kids as well right. <laughs> so <laughs> that's cool and i'll just kind of put this out there and i remember you know my sister does sexual prevention training and churches out in New York where she's at and it could come down to as simple as something that if you're a Sunday school teacher for second grade and there's only a female there that day you go into another class it's sometimes as simple as that and you might say well what nothing's good well as we said sometimes kids say things there might not have been anything wrong could be something was misinterpreted it's all about staying out of those situations and not allowing yourself to be put in that situation to start with and now as far as somebody they want to get involved with the child advocacy center how would you recommend about getting a hold of you guys how are different ways people can get involved this that and the other absolutely um we always are posting on social media of events going on would love your participation and help um our website see what's going on um for donations we are nonprofit, so any support financially would be amazing that's what keeps us going that's what helps us serve the isabella county children and volunteers always looking for volunteers to come up where rather it be we had a couple weeks ago a company bring in fidget spinners and anything for kids that we give in our goodie bags that we give to the kids once they leave it's called their safety bag or what we consider called their safety bag where there's things inside there that they get to take home all right, go, so, go a little bit into that here, too. I'm going to yeah. kind of backtrack a little okay. bit. The safety bag that a kid, so a kid comes in, they get interviewed, sometimes not the best process to go through, but something that needs to be done to help them continue to be safe in the future. And then they're going to leave here with a little bit of a goodie bag. What's all in there? And if somebody wanted to bring something in, maybe what's an item yeah. you think would be a great fit? Yep, there's um, stress. We make homemade stress stress balls where yeah. there are the water beads that are in a balloon for them to squeeze. Fidget spinners, anything for hands and touch sensory. And then there are little letters where they can write down fears or good things and put them in a safe little box that we have in there for them too as a way and um, notepads papers stickers and a little journal thing for them to just write down all right and that journal is probably really important sometimes to just be able to get those thoughts out be able to write something out as well and if there's one thing you would love to see in there yourself or something you know something somebody could come in and donate there was it you got another item that you like to see in there putting you on the spot mm-hmm. here a little bit I, I could tell you're deep in thought yeah uh goodness more of the journals or a journal. all right stickers because there are some stickers that they can decorate and make that journal more personalized their own all right and pens and you know maybe sometimes a child's young enough they're not even necessarily able to write something so stickers would probably be able to help them express themselves a little bit and like i said pens and probably anything colory pens colory crayons different kind of stuff like that or anything to just kind of make them make them feel at ease yep and april is right well right now it's april 2nd when this airs we did this interview earlier this week one event has already passed the fun family fun night at maury courts that's too bad but we'll focus on the future because you guys have a lot of events coming up we'll start with the one april 4th the pinwheel garden ceremony at the courthouse if somebody was to come out to that event when is it what can they expect um that is monday april 4th at one o'clock at the isabel county courthouse there's a garden back there um, you can expect uh, Dave Barbary, their prosecuti- prosecuting attorney, will be speaking, and then we'll be placing pinwheels there in the garden as the kickoff, because that is the symbol for uh, the Child Abuse Prevention Awareness Month. Really 
not too long, just for lack of better words, short and sweet of the ceremony and the meaning of what we're doing. And yeah, that starts at one o'clock. Hopefully it's warm weather by that time. We'll I'm, I'm, knock, I'm <laughs> yes, knocking on your exactly. desk right now. <laughs> exactly. So it's going to be something I want it to be personal and sentimental because it is a big deal. And yep. sincerely hope that it's just a heartwell, heartfelt event. Everybody that has right. been invited. Hopefully everybody can come and make All it, right. but yeah. And you talked about the pinwheel. I asked you before we came on, tell everybody a little bit about what the pinwheel is about. And it was one of those, yeah. when you kind of said it, I was like, all right, now I kind of feel a little bit like a dope. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, the pinwheel that was chosen as a symbol of child uh, for child abuse prevention because it signifies playfulness, your joy, and everything in a childhood. And it is the physical reminder of the great childhoods we want every child to have. And uh, the pinwheels, they symbolize the importance of us being there to support the children in the families in our community from the abuse, that we're there for them. All right. So that's April 4th, 1 p.m. You said yes. pinwheel garden ceremony at the Isabella County Courthouse. And where exactly is the garden at the courthouse? I'm that not familiar. Is, it is almost behind where right. the building is in that gotcha. area. Jordan, one of the ladies is going to be taking care of that. She's the garden tender this week <laughs> We're right. getting it ready for it. So. <laughs> and she might have a little bit, might have some trouble that she's going to be running right. into this weekend. Right. Hopefully not. Also starting April 5th at the <laughs> Veterans Memorial Library in downtown Mount Pleasant. Yes. There's going to be books out about body safety. And then you really want to encourage everybody to go to that family story time, 1030 yes. to 1130 every yep. Thursday this April. Correct. Yep. It starts on the 5th. That's a Tuesday. It starts on the 5th and then we'll be every Thursday following up some of the interns. If we, uh, interns for sure will be there. I'll try to make it there to be there, but we're going to have our uh, crafts talking about body safety for children in uh our crafts and everything as well. So it should be a good time and honor to work with the Veterans Memorial Chippewa District Library. Yep. Corey, Barbara, Amanda, and Sue Ellen have been amazing. I say you've got so. the Child Advocacy Center and the Veterans Memorial Library and the you know the whole Chippewa River District Library. You guys probably do a lot together, don't you? We start have started to, yes. That's been my mission or goal as the new director to just be out there and involved with the community to kind of weave in the connections of how we all can come together. There's so, some yeah. things that just kind of fit in, tie in together, like said Isabella County Child Advocacy Center, the library family story time it just kind of all fits in together yeah. you guys got a, a few more events coming up in april yeah. and we're going to talk about those once we come back from the break but make sure april 4th 1 p.m the garden ceremony at the courthouse and starting april 5th a tuesday at the veterans memorial library there's going to be books out about body safety and then it's every thursday in april an intern and if they're lucky miss <laughs> brianna might show up yes. we're gonna we're gonna start trying that maybe we'll be a little bit cooler <laughs> right. like yes. mr brad at exactly. the end of this yeah <laughs> maybe she'll show up to read a book or two we'll be right back with more mid michigan matters in Isabella County Child Advocacy Center right after this. Welcome to Buck 92's Mid-Michigan Matters program, where we talk about everything that matters here in Mid-Michigan. Welcome back on to Mid-Michigan Matters, talking with Brianna Richardson from the Isabella County Child Advocacy Center. And if we're lucky enough, Luke Sawyer might show up. But as we talked about earlier, if he's out doing other things in the community, we want him to be doing those things because they are much needed. But Brianna, before we uh, went to the break, we were talking about the events you guys have coming up in April because April is Child Abuse Prevention Month. On the 4th, there's the Pinwheel Garden Ceremony at the Court house the full starting on the 5th at the veterans memorial library it's going to be books out about body safety and every thursday interns are going to be there they're going to be reading those books about body safety or what's going to be going on with family story time or is that something you they just got to read the books that they get they from what i understand we'll have the books out there i think it's going to be books that they have planned all right and picked, so we'll they might already have a series going right. or something like that too right. you guys can't stomp on exactly. that or anything exactly. yeah exactly 
yeah, if you come in and you're reading the you know book about this, that, and the other, and they're expecting more Berenstein Bears, you might you, you might cause a little ruckus <laughs> exactly. or something like that. Exactly. Yep. And this one is something I'm really excited about. April 6th, 6.30 p.m. at Summit Smokehouse. If you need a reason, I don't think anybody needs a reason to go to Summit Smokehouse, but if you <laughs> want a reason, April 6th, there's some special stuff going on. It's the sixth annual Dan Denslow Advocate of the Year will be awarded, correct? Yes, correct. All right. And don't tell, you know, don't say who is the advocate, but what is the Advocate of the Year? What do they do? How do they get that award? The advocate, what we consider is uh, someone who is a champion for the children and for our center will go above and beyond what they already normally do to help this center and to help children. All right. And so, for example, and I hope I'm not ruining anything here, and maybe Lois has already won the advocate of the year or something, <laughs> that, but, you know, Lois Bridenstine and the whole Bridenstine family, the Bird Bar and Grill, they do the bird auction every year. So, like, that, that'd be somebody who'd win that award, somebody that does something big and beyond like that, correct? correct. Or any other... Um, person involved in law enforcement, um, anything are what we call our multiple, multiple disciplinary team, All right. a part of the whole process. What's anyway, the multiple disciplinary that team? That is um, with um, Department of Human Health Services, DHHS, the Child Protective Services, um, there are all of the law enforcement, be tribal, state, Isabel County, any of the officers there, they are all in attorneys. They are a part of the multiple disciplinary, disciplinary team. Because you guys are all having to work in sync as multiple dis- multiple disciplinaries. Yeah. That's a tough one to save. Right. And so they're all got to work, you know, in a cohesive yeah. unit right. to make sure children are safe in our community. Is that kind of what right. that's getting at? Yeah. And so that goes from the courthouse to the police stations to maybe, you know, like you said, teachers, counseling centers, all different kinds of stuff is involved there. Am I right? Yes. Right, so then. anybody in there in that realm that yep. they go above and beyond just being there for everybody, the team player. Pinwheels for prevention. That's another really cool thing that you guys got coming up at the Mount Pleasant Discovery Museum. That's April 11th through the 15th from 1030 a.m. to noon 30. And so what's going to be going on at the Mount Pleasant Discovery Museum? We're going to have the kind of the same setup that we do at the library, just the education and what we're all about, along with pinwheel crafts, because that's what pinwheels are all about. All right. And working with Madison and Lindsay, it's been amazing at the Discovery Museum. And it's always busy there with the kids, so we're excited to be able to just interact with the kids and do the crafts with them. I'm going to be a kid at heart, but I'm there to help. So, and so I'm trying to picture the the pinwheel craft. How is that going to work? It's like a cutout. It's a cutout, and they'll color. We have different blues. I'm maybe OCD where I wanted blue because that is the color. (laughs) So blue crayons that they'll decorate the pinwheel, then we'll cut them, and then. They'll have it on um, like a stick and All right. have the homemade. Yeah, but I was picturing the pop like a popsicle stick or something <laughs> like that, you know. But I was I was never a great artiste back <laughs> in my day, and I, I I still can't draw a straight line with a ruler. <laughs> I, have, I have a lot of trouble with that. And now, if you can give me some type of real life example of what the Child Advocacy Center does, and this might have been the question for Luke here, but if you could get, give me an example, and I think talking about the multiple multidisciplinary people out there kind of encompasses that it can be a lot of different things but is there an example you can give me or is when you think about it is it just mostly a child coming in and going through that interview process um christmas eve we got a call that afternoon and i me and john our interviewer had come in to help with an incident that happened and while i was with the mother she just uh cried and unloaded on me and i was there for her and while the child was being interviewed and just that really hit me of and i didn't realize that they how much they entrust or put their hope in us to, that we are there to just listen at times and when she like cried and unloaded on me it was unreal of knowing that is why we're here yeah and that's something like you said she didn't have to say anything to you wasn't supposed to say anything to you maybe but she she needed an ear and she knew you were a trusting ear and to know that just christmas eve because how like a child's christmas eve isn't they're not supposed to be, to be here for that yes right 
So was glad we were able to come in and help be there and try to fix what we can. But now, do you guys work at all with the Strickler Nonprofit Center after, a, you know, a child or something comes through we, here? We can. We know of the other services we, we can help and re, uh, yep. refer them to. All Absolutely. Right. And yep. I'm just touching on that. I interviewed yeah. Julie Eigenbrood oh, from the Care okay. Store last week yeah. or whatever. And so you just kind of said that. I'm like, shoot, you guys might be able to, you know, send yep. them over there. And then they kind of go through that process. It just the, the resources that we have available for people in this community. It's just really amazing. When I talk to Annie Sanders, she says that there's anybody out there alone, dial 211 and they will find the services will provide. I imagine sometimes those serv- those people are getting sent to you guys here, aren't they? Most likely, yes. So what's next for the Child Advocacy Center? You, you, you mentioned something to me that sounds pretty cool coming up soon. <laughs> there is. It's my very first one, so I'm very excited, but it's our Sue in the Park coming up on June 18th. All right, so June 18th, yes. Island Park, I'm imagining. Yeah. All right, yeah. so it's going to be taken over. It's going to be a zoo in the park with the Isabella County Child Advocacy Center. He said, so far you're working with Anderson and girls, and so far, yeah, maybe so some other folks might get involved too. Yeah. And so you're going to have to come out and see what's going to be there. And I don't know if, you know, I don't. I, hopefully we don't have a lion in Mount Pleasant, I guess, or <laughs> I something like that. But I think it's more the kind of the petting zoo and the, you know, the, the family-friendly animals, I guess, because you guys are family-friendly here at the Child Advocacy correct. Center, correct? Yep, yep. and tons of crafts and activities for them to do. All right. So it should be just a wonderful time. All right. We've got a couple minutes left here, Brianna. If there's okay. somebody that wants to get involved with the Isabella County Child Advocacy Center, something we touched on a little bit at the beginning of this, but I kind of want to open that back up to you. Okay. If somebody wants to get involved, what are different ways that people get involved? Obviously, people can donate their time. People could donate their money. Are there other ways that people could get involved? Um, as I had mentioned, donating items, um, coats. We have people who bring coats, and if we don't need the coats, we can Take them to the Strickland Center, Strickler Center, or anywhere else. Um, we are always in need of crafts, little snacks for the kids, anything like that to help. Um, again, the volunteers for events coming up be priceless. So, and just being of support for us. You mentioning the snacks, like I said, that's something so little that somebody could do. If you're at Walmart in the next week or two and you see one of those big things or the 48-ounce things of Lay's chips, because that's just another thing to maybe help make that child feel a little bit more comfortable while they're here trying to deal with a very uncomfortable situation. Yep. And then somebody wants to donate those dollars, always goes a long ways and always helps. Where do they go to donate? Can they just do that right online? Can they at go to Facebook, website? get a hold of you? At our website, they'd be able to, or mail can. And I imagine if that you know end of the year comes, tax deductible i imagine all that stuff can get taken care of as well can't it correct all right brianna thanks so much for joining me i really appreciate it thank you for having me it's a pleasure honor